What up, friends and enemies? <laughs> it's me, Randy Heyer, co-host of Cathode Ray Mission. And with me, as always, coming to me live from Berkeley is Will Scoville. Hey, hey. How you doing, Randy? Will, is it? I've always, because I've known, I know one of your family members, long story, we're from Oklahoma, and we always called him Scoville. Uh-huh. But you say Scov- Scoville, you kind of pronounce it a little bit different than me. Yeah, I, I changed it up a while ago um, because it was easier uh, for people to spell it after I said it that way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was sick Makes of getting sense. people like filling out forms and stuff. Members of my family will pronounce it both ways. So it's, uh, it's an accepted uh, way to say it. You know what? That's interesting, though, because my last name, Hire, there's hires out there that pronounce it Hare. I called you Randy Hare for a long time. I know. I let you call me Randy Hare because I'm, I'm a little dickens, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, glad to be here. Cathode yeah. Ray Mission. What's our movie this week, Randy? Our, week, our movie this week is Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale. It was, um, came out. Oh, just a year or so ago. I got 2018 on that one. 2018. Uh, Jennifer Kent is the writer-director who brought us The Babadook. The Babadook. Um, she is based in Australia, I believe. Or maybe t- yeah, this movie takes place like. in Tasmania. I clearly didn't do the research <laughs> I should have done. Uh, but yeah, the, the Nightingale is... Um, it's about Tasmania being colonized in the 19th century, I want to say. I'm guessing mm-hmm. the 19th century. Um, and it is an extremely brutal, unforgiving Western movie. Mm-hmm. Basically. Although it's set in Tasmania, so it's all... It's all uh, she's Irish, and she's actually a slave to um british soldier like this british captain she's like his his slave basically and then um below her in this hell society are the actual indigenous people of the country and it's just like a brutal hellish nightmare and um basically she tries to escape and her family is horribly murdered. And if I sound like I'm like laughing about anything I'm saying here, it's just because it's making me uncomfortable. It's just like a really uncomfortable movie, Mm -hmm. but she's left for dead. They think she's dead. And, uh, she's not. And she recruits this, um, Aboriginal guy, or I don't know, yeah. Uh, forgive forgive my ignorance about what the indigenous people of Tasmania are referred to uh tribally or whatever but um she recruits this guy and they go hunting for this captain and his band of dudes who are traveling to this more populated outpost because he's been denied. It's kind of a complicated story, but he's been denied a promotion. He's like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up there and demand that they give me this mm-hmm. post. Cause I've 
earned it. And so he sets off on foot and like immediately after he commits this heinous crime and thinks he like wipes out this family and thinks he kills her, but she's not, not dead. And then, so yeah, she goes hunting for him basically on for revenge. And it is fucking extremely badass. And <laughs> yeah. The revenge is very earned. Yeah. And sweet. And it, and it all, it happens, you know, it's, I can promise, even though the journey there is filled with unimaginable cruelty. Oh, yeah. And stuff. It, and, and this guy, this guy who's denied the job, he's a really shitty person to begin with. Um, his unit is not, like, they're getting drunk every night. Oh, uh, um, we should have opened with a trigger warning. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It, this. It, this does have uh, another scene of sexual violence that we've had. So we're going to put five rapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, too. So um, it's something that you should be aware of going in. It happened. It starts happening very early on. And it is kind of the impetus of the whole story and the reason it kind of starts off. Um, but yeah, this this I guess um, Tasmania is also a prison colony of some sort, like Australia is. And she's Irish. She was uh, convicted of a crime and sent out there to be essentially a servant. Uh, and then she has uh, met another man out there who is also captive. And they have married. They've been allowed to marry. And they have a, a baby. And they're looking for kind of essentially a either a transfer or to say that they are released from their, uh, uh, you know, their their time. It's implied that they have like fulfilled the legal requirement right. of their sentence, and it's like, well, it's past time for her to be released, and right. he, she won't, he won't let her leave. Yeah. So he, this this guy who is denied the promotion, just will not do that. And her husband even goes and has a word with him. And meanwhile, she he is t- is raping her. You know, using his his position to force himself upon her, and does not tell her husband. And so it, you know, after being denied this, he's he and a few other people are very drunk, and they end up at her house with the baby and her husband there. And it's maybe this is maybe one of the most horrifying scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah, like literally, like I. <laughs> I yeah, almost, I really almost couldn't take it. Honestly, you you know where it's going to, and because um, yeah, he ends up letting his cronies, like his underling dudes, rape her, and he they all gang rape her basically. Uh-huh. Baby is crying, and the de- the husband's being held down on the ground and made to watch too. And the baby is crying, and he's just like, shut the baby up. And the young guy who's holding the baby out of, he's panicked, and he just smacks the baby against the wall, and it yeah. dies. Yep. And it is, it's one of the most horrible things I've ever, and she's being raped while yeah. this has happened. It's like, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in a movie. And I was reading about this movie, there were like walkouts. And stuff, and she just defended the movie, but it's like I'm not gonna like sugarcoat 
uh, I want it to be as brutal and awful as like it was, you uh-huh. know, like during the period of uh, colonization and stuff. And it's just like, I mean, it's a choice. It it's, is. It's. It is so awful, though. I mean, wow. it, it it does do that thing where it shows the horribleness of colonization. Uh, you know, absolutely. On, on, on you everybody. Have, I, mean, I think it's it's really cool. We'll get into this more, but. That it is a, f- a woman writing and directing what is basically a Western mm-hmm. and dealing all the tropes and stuff, but it's her point of view. And, and there's a lot of, if you watch old Westerns and stuff, especially the Italian stuff, and uh, there's just like lots of rape and shit. And, yeah. and a lot of it is not treated with the gravity that it should be treated with, you know, like as a, like a horrible, heinous fucking crime you know and this movie really really treats it very seriously and makes you watch it yeah and, and it and even confrontational even and, and this all happens at the very beginning of the movie and even as they kind of trek out into the wilderness and this is all in tasmania it's not like the outback of australia it's like the wilderness um and it 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 becomes very. It continues to be incredibly brutal out there for everyone involved. Uh, these these soldiers are trying to get to a um, a town, and it's just they're trying to get there within a matter of like a certain amount of time, and so they're having to take shortcuts. They're having to, to like, you know, go through this like really horrible, awful terrain that they don't even really know that well, and they have, you know, every white of- person is dependent on an indigenous person to guide them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they can't do it themselves. And that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Like power dynamic and stuff when yeah. they get out there and shit. And so I need to cut you off though. No, no worries. And so even, you know, as they leave uh to go to this other town, this woman wakes up who they think is dead and you know makes it clear what she's going to do. She's going to hunt them down and, you know, get her revenge for killing her baby and her husband. And yeah, I don't know if we said this earlier, but they killed the husband too. Yeah. So they killed them both. And so she has to get someone to guide her. And so, um, she has a friend, but he's like, no, I got, I got a baby. I'm not, I can't do that. Um, and so she gets hooked up with this guy, Billy, I believe, who is an indigenous person who is guiding her. And she's reluctant to do that. Other people are reluctant to send them together because it's a, a woman alone with this with this person, um, which is kind of unheard of. But she kind of demands that she's going to do it. And Billy is kind of like very reluctant to do anything, very reluctant to take anyone's shit. Um, and also it looks like he's kind of a drunk as well. He's kind of lost his, uh, connection to his own heritage, uh, and has kind of given up on a lot. Uh, so he's also got a starting place where, you know, he's got something he's going to overcome, you know, not alone, but with, uh, uh, you know, with Aisling, I guess that's her name, uh, with her help, uh, through this whole journey. And in a way, get his own revenge um, that is due to him as well. 
Wikipedia refers to him as Aboriginal. I was just trying to like what what's well, like his well Aboriginal it just kind of means uh right uh, right you know this is the language they speak is Palawa Kani. I'm probably fucking yeah destroying that. And also there's she speaks Irish Gaelic. Yeah, their, that, their relationship is very interesting. I thought, and I think I I thought that was an interesting dynamic, and that she is also also not like people are intruding on his home uh, against oh, yeah. against his will. She is there away from her home against her will, and are both kind of forced to do the will of these British soldiers, and um. That is something that I have not seen too much. Either it's from one of their perspectives, but never both. You know, they're never uh, forced to confront that issue together, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, I like... It's a really complicated move. Like, their relationship is very complicated because, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, he's he's basically... um. It's from what you gather is that he's been assimilated, like he's probably was taken away as like a child, and he's been assimilated into British white British culture and stuff. And he's very, but then there's this other guy, the guy who's leading the soldiers, is like an old man who's like he's not his actual uncle, but he is because his parents are all like been murdered and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy and. So he's got all that going on, and she has all of her situation going on, but she is still racist against yes. him. And I I don't know. I found that interesting, and the way that they kind of deal with it, and then they, of course, they come to respect one another mm -hmm. and stuff. And But it's not, it's not done in a way like... In a, like a like a dumb movie where it's like at the end, she like understands that racism is bad and stuff like yeah. that necessarily, but it's more just like they kind of realize how similar they really are, mm -hmm. I guess. And like, I mean, not to jump all the way to the end because I still want to talk about more of like what in the middle of this movie and stuff especially the other party but like at the end he she murders the guy who killed her baby but then she's basically like I'm not gonna kill the other guys or she's just afraid or whatever mm -hmm. you know and he's he decides he she asks him a question about what they do to in his tribe what they do to people like this if they can't be you can't talk them out of being evil you know and he's like we killed them basically yeah. and then after that he goes he he puts on war paint and stuff and goes and just like murders them in the their quarters like in the town and it's like extremely fucking badass and like hardcore yeah. and stuff but like that that was kind of the moment i think where he's like yeah you and i are kind of the same I don't know. I just thought it was really, it was interesting the way their relationship developed and stuff. But then there's that heartbreaking scene where those nice, like white settler people take them in and they're like, mm -hmm. you can sit at the table. And he just, when he sits at the table, he starts crying. He's like, this is my country, you know? He's, yeah. It's just 
man, this movie is so fucking sad. Yeah. Dude, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, but I loved the two of them. If you kind of look at this as like a buddy Western, like, like in the way that Unforgiven mm-hmm. with Clint and uh, Morgan Freeman, and of course the Schofield kid, but you know, like the two of them, it's sort of like, it is a great buddy movie. It is. It's sort of in there, in the middle of it, you know, but yeah. It it does, and it gives, the, the movie is long enough that it gives them time to really develop that relationship between them. And so by the end, when you see why Billy goes and is allowed to, you know, finish up killing the rest of the soldiers, why that's his job and not hers, you know? Um and she understands that as well. Mm-hmm. And and she lets him do that because that's what he needs. That's 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 for him to do and yeah. not for her. She's gotten her revenge. Now it's time for him to get his. And the way he does it, yeah. It's like fuck. Yeah, it it's, is it's like it's like rolling thunder or something. Yeah, shit, yeah. You know, like very much. Like it's like Damn, like when he puts his war paint on, it's just like, and he's like making spears. Yep. He goes and he just like spears that guy in the neck. It's like, yep. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also like yeah. making it very clear that all those people are very much deserving of what they get. Um, oh, by this moment, you were like, you want it to be more sadistic, yeah. honest, like more like torturous and stuff, but it's not about that really. He kills them pretty cleanly, honestly, at the end. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make them suffer necessarily, although he kills them very violently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because this whole, like the other party, that's what I wanted to talk about before. I know we're probably, this episode is going to run a, a little bit longer, but the movie is just, I just thought this movie was fucking terrific i had never seen this i picked it just because i wanted to pick something random that i've been meaning to watch you know like this movie just was real a home run for me the other the other party that they're pursuing it's like this the captain he's like second in command who is also a huge slimy dick bag Mm -hmm. he's he's like dumber substantially dumber than the captain, but he has kind of different boundaries because there's something that happens later where he's clearly like, that was fucked up, you know, that the captain does. But he also is like, he's like really into raping and he's a really bad, he's a really fucking awful dude. Yeah, because there's something that he does that's really awful that the captain is also into and is is in on and then... He does have a line, but, you know, what good is that line when he's already crossed so many others? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, and there's the the dude, the younger dude who killed the baby, and there's, like, two two dudes who are just, like, weird townsmen. Like, uh-huh. one is, like, they imply that he's, like, uh, mentally impaired in some way, and then I can't remember what the other, the other dude is just, like, I don't know, like. Yeah. The dude who, like, has the wheelbarrow with Bobby. he's like he's like a low, a worker of some kind. Uh-huh. They have with them, and they have a kid with them too, which like this was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like this really, just all these little things about this movie, 
um, that really, and I, I brought up Unforgiven earlier. I, I love Unforgiven. And this movie really kind of scratched the Unforgiven itch for me a little bit. Like, I don't know if it's like quite as good as Unforgiven, but man, it's, it's fucking close. Like yeah. it really is. So they have this little kid with them and it's like the captain, he like has taken a shine to this kid and he's, um, showing him the ropes and stuff. And you're like, damn, you're like, you're kind of, you feel bad. I felt bad watching. I was like, this is like the worst possible dude to be your role model. You know, this is like the darkest journey that you could be like coming of age on, you know, cause he's kind of a sweet kid. He's Mm -hmm. impressionable. He's like 10 or something. But anyway, like towards the end of the second act, before they get to the town, they have captured Billy and he's like instructing the little boy to shoot him in the head. And the kid is scared and he shoots above his head and Billy runs away. And so the captain just shoots the kid. Yeah. Like murders him in cold blood. Yeah. As the kid, the kid is like begging him to give him a second chance and crying and Cause they're just going to leave him there. And he's, yeah, and he's like, shut up, and he turns around and shoots him. And it is, that was as, almost as disturbing, not as disturbing as the earlier scene, but it, that was really fucking chilling yeah. to me. Just hearing the little boy beg for another chance and screaming and crying, and he turns around and shoots him. That really, to me, it reminded me kind of of the end of, um, it's not the same situation, but it chilled it chilled me to the bone in the same way the ending of the Day of the Locust when Donald Sutherland uh, stomps that kid to death. Have you ever seen that? Movie? I have not seen that. That was on Criterion and it left and I before I could watch oh, it. Oh really? Yeah. That's a, a fantastic movie. But it is just like an adult hurting a kid. It's uh-huh. Wow, this movie, this movie goes there. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and and the in bad between, guys are real bad. Yeah, and like they, like they find uh, even before that they find this like Aboriginal woman in the woods with her baby. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> yes. And the and the really sleazy guy, just like takes her away and leaves that baby out there crying, and. They take her prison. The captain is like, "Yeah, let's take her." They take and her. That prisoner. baby is dead as hell, too. Maybe I don't know because, like, they the, they are followed by her her tribes people or family who yes. are all done up in war paint when they finally confront. But they're like far away when they abduct her and they leave yeah. the baby, and yeah. they're like when they finally find them, they're like, "Where's the baby?" And they're like, "I don't like miles away." Yeah. yeah. Like so, I don't know. And so, like when they first when they first meet these people out to find her, like when they meet the the army, the first thing they're doing is like setting their weapons down and like trying to negotiate, which they of course are not going to do. Um, and so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll give her back, and then just shoot her in the back in front of them. Um, which, yeah, again, not awful, awful people, like in this movie who get what they deserve at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. There is some of the most despicable villains ever. Yeah. And when she actually, we are jumping around hardcore, but she, um, does kill the young guy, the guy who actually killed her baby. Yeah. Um, 
And that is an extremely drawn out, brutal scene where she stabs him to death like over and over and over yeah. again. And he's begging for his like she she wounds him and then they ch- she chases him for like a while and he's like begging for his life and stuff. And that was pretty pretty good. Pretty good uh Yeah. Revenge revenge kill as well. Um but she's so it's so violent and insane. And Billy doesn't know exactly why uh-huh. she needs to go there. And so he walks over and sees her on top of this guy with like a knife and she's covered in blood. I mean, he or she's smashed his face in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And like. He's like, I'm yeah. done. No, I'm not. Yeah, he's like, this. I'm going to leave. And this is when he gets captured and everything. And all the shit with the little boy happens and whatever. But like. That's why she's too. She's just like, she clearly is just like her brain is kind of fucking broken up. Yeah. She, she like eviscerates that dude. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is quite a movie. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and take a break and then come back with uh, the ratings and, and recommendations? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. And we are back. CRM. Back in action. Um, the Nightingale. Well, we're going to give it our... This is the big roundup. Let's give it a big, a big, big rating. Way. Will... Take it away. Uh, I gave this one three and a half stars. I really liked it. Um, it it uh, was not like over the top great, but it was very, I, I had no idea what it was. I never heard of it. And so going into it cold, I really enjoyed it. I was really able to watch it despite um, a long-ish runtime. Um, it was compelling enough. The characters were great. Uh, and I, we were talking about this earlier. I had not seen the Babadook, so um, I kind of missed out on that one. Uh, and so I was not familiar with this director's work as well either. 
Uh, so definitely now something I'm going to check out after watching this because I really enjoyed what she was able to do with this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I really want to see what else she does going forward. Very good. Um, I was trying to get into my letterbox account just now and there's an error signing in for some reason. Now it's been a poop. So I don't know exactly what I rated on here, but I'm just going to say off the top of my head. I'm going to go full on four and a half out of five stars for this, this bad boy. I really, <laughs> I really liked it. And I like a lot. I, it is crazy. And I don't feel like enough people are talking about this. Maybe, maybe just, just the right amount of people are talking about this, but Westerns have really come back. Westerns are good. In right the last now. decade yeah. or the last... And I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like they're easy to make for, or they're not they're, easy to make, but you know what I mean? It's like you can do one with a few people or you can have a big one or whatever, you know, you just kind of need to be out in the woods or have like a Vista, you know? Well, I think you could do a Western in so many different ways. And so there's, there's like a couple sci-fi ones that are out there, you know, a lot of elements of like Star Wars is a Western. You could do one in, you know, Japan, in feudal Japan. Uh, you can have all those elements in there and that story really works. So I think it, it, there's just something about it. And I, and this is not, I, I guess this kind of goes into recommendations now. Um, the proposition is another good Western that I would compare to this, uh, mostly because it also takes place in Australia. Um, and so it, but it does carry a lot of those Western tropes, uh, that fit in very well with the time and place of kind of colonial, uh, Australia and what was going on around the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think what I was really kind of trying to get at, I mean, I know like super ineloquently, but like what I mean, what I mean though is there's like, it's sort of like a new style has been born, I guess, where like. There's just, like, something about these modern movies, because there's, like, this to, like, what you were saying. There's all these, like, variations of it. Like, The Wind is another movie that's kind of recent that came out that's, like, a Western. There's just all these movies, like, uh, Slow West, Bone Tomahawk, mm -hmm. uh, Jane Got Her Gun. A lot of them have, uh, you know, that guy... <laughs> He wrote The Gift. The <laughs> Joel, Joel. What is that? He's Joel Edgerton. Who is that? Like he, he shows up a lot in these movies. Joel, who's, Edger, who's, Joel Edgerton. He's I, a, I think I know who you're talking about. He's a good, he's a really good actor. He's in a lot of Jeff Nichols movies and stuff. I was just making a joke. But I think, isn't he in Jane Got Her Gun with Natalie Portman? I haven't but, seen that one. And then there's the Salvation with Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, there's the show Westworld. Yeah. It's all part of it as well. But this is, to me, of these newer Western movies, a top-tier one. And recommend uh, recommendation-wise, I mean, Unforgiven, I already brought up. I think Unforgiven is a, just like a fucking terrific movie. It's my favorite of all of Clint's uh, Westerns, like number one with the bullet, I would say, is uh, Unforgiven. 
And uh, I would also, like, if you haven't seen Bone Tomahawk, I mean, S. Craig Zoller is kind of a controversial filmmaker, maybe. I personally like him, and I'm sort of an apologist for him, but, like, you could easily... He's he's just one of those. Have you seen any of his movies? No, like not Bone yet. Tomahawk or not uh, yet. Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. I've had Bone Tomahawk on my list for quite a while. We should do one of those. I'd actually. I think Brawl would be that. I I thought that was fantastic. I Bone Tomahawk is also. It's a great. It's just sort of like his movies can easily you could argue easily that he is maybe like a racist <laughs> like that, that's but, but kind of what you can I've also heard. you can argue i think also that he's not too you know <laughs> uh but he's he's making movies kind of like how they used to make and he doesn't really offer explanation he leaves it a lot to you mm-hmm. to to judge whereas this movie was pretty clearly like <laughs> Some of these people are really bad, yeah. you know? but everybody was complicated. Yeah. I don't, uh, Unforgiven, I guess, is my main thing. And uh, even like uh, 13 Assassins is another, like a newer movie mm-hmm. where like a lot of where they were traveling and stuff, the foot traveling reminded me a lot of movies where people travel by foot in Japan and stuff, mm-hmm. a Lone Wolf and Cub series as well. So anyway... Well, I, I'm just kind of rambling now, but I, I love the Nightingale. I thought it was great. I, uh, for my recommendations, of course, the proposition, um, another Western, and then another from the same director, Jonathan Hillcoat, was uh, the Road, which was the Cormac McCarthy uh, adaptation, who's very much known for westerns as well. Uh, Blood Meridian. If you've not read that, that is a brutal, brutal western, very much in the same style um, as as this movie. Um, and, you know, kind of this unforgiving terrain that just does not care about any, anyone. Um, I had to take a break with that book, actually. I might go back to it, but yeah. it is, that book is something else. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then The Road, um, it, it is in a different setting, but does definitely have that journey. And like, what is all that journey for? And into a hellish landscape. Um, I'm sure Mad Max is a Western, basically. Oh, almost definitely. Uh Especially like not so much Fury. maybe the, the first one, but like the second one. Yeah, and Most Fury def- Road is one of. The, oh yeah. By that extension, one of the best modern, what the best modern western. That's really. such a good movie. Fury Road is <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, well, very cool. Um, that's about it for me, Randy. What have you got going on that people oh, should check out? I got music up at randyrules.bandcamp.com and chat pile. I'm in the band chat pile you can find us on the internet you can probably find randy rules on spotify but you can definitely find chat pile on spotify so check it out check it out <laughs> uh i got shows going on uh check my instagram link in the bio um uh, or, or in the show notes um that's where i kind of put all my stuff that i've got going on other podcasts nerd rage the great debates as well as sup doc every week uh coming out uh, so if you're into documentaries, check out SupDoc. If you're into having a fun time on a weird-ass game show, that is Nerd Rage The Great Debates. Um, and there's something else I was supposed to plug. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out your local independent cinema. See if they're doing virtual screenings. Um, if you're in the Bay Area, check out 
the Roxy Theater. They're doing that. Uh, it's a way to buy a ticket and support your local theater during lockdown. And then, Randy, you've got Rodeo Cinema in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. City. That's uh, right, at rodeocinema.org. Check it out. We're doing big things. Big things. Cool. <laughs> uh, great. Until next week, I'll see you later. See ya. Ooh.